welcome to the podcast to Shades of Grays, a dark and twisty podcast. I'm Katie. Hey, I'm Bethany. Any uh, barking and jingling is courtesy of Jada. <laughs> She's a popcaster. <laughs> a popcaster. Yep. She shouldn't jingle too much, though, because we took her collar off. Um, so we are talking about Grey's Anatomy. We're going episode by episode. If you missed the first episode of the podcast, you can go back to last week. Uh, we talked about A Hard Day's Night. Season 1, Episode 1. Um, you're welcome to jump in at any time, because there are continuations between episodes, but you can also just pick and choose. Yeah, and we are not the spoiler-free type of humans, so we'll be talking about whatever comes to mind. This is Episode 2, so we're going to be yes. talking about Grey's Anatomy Episode 2. The first cut is the deepest. Katie did the research on this one. Yeah, I did do the research because I knew that Cheryl Crow wasn't the first person to perform that, but that was how I knew the song. Same. Um, but it was written by Cat Stevens and first performed by P.P. P. Arnold and then later by Cat Stevens and a bunch of other people, including Rod Stewart and, of course, Cheryl Crow. Cheryl Crow is definitely the version I am most familiar with. Yes, me too. Like, by far. But yeah. I also thought, I don't think this is actually hers. So yes. I'm glad you did the research on that one. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> well, I like to refer to this one as the episode that Katie didn't, or always assumed came later in the uh, season. Yeah. Because every single time that I think about this episode or I come to it through rewatching the many times that I have, even like the last couple, a couple weeks ago, yeah. telling Bethany about this episode I couldn't believe it was the second episode no I well and I didn't either I was like I think it's the third or fourth episode I was like just seen it (laughs) yeah no it's number two it's the second one it's very intense and um so intense we just want to quick give a trigger warning uh we are talking about a assault a sexual assault Mm -hmm. um so if that is something that hits you in a certain kind of way feel free to um, skip this one or jump forward or do whatever you need to do, hit yes. pause, that sort yeah. of thing. I definitely had to hit pause while I was watching this episode. Um, I was texting Katie and was like, here are all my similarities to this patient. <laughs> this is so intense. It's so rough. Um, so just FYI. Um, yeah. So. Yeah. Okay. So the first thing I have is Meredith walking into the locker room, the empty locker room to post her roommate's wanted Yes. poster onto the board. She's wearing a navy blazer or peacoat yeah. um, with an olive-colored turtleneck. Very noticeable style choice that yeah. she has. So it's like a it's like a cable knit sweater. And that's funny. You noticed it at the beginning because she's wearing that when she leaves at the end. Yes. And so that's where I noticed it and was like, ooh, that like yeah. thick <laughs> cable knit turtleneck. Like, um, did you write down what was on her poster? Um, I'm pretty sure I took a picture of it, so... So, one of the lines says, absolutely no Bush supporters need apply. Really? And I was like, that is so 2005. <laughs> she doesn't... I just thought that was so funny. Yeah. Two nice rooms with shared bath available immediately, close to Seattle Grace. Near coffee shop, public transportation, shopping, and convenient to almost everything. Non-smokers only, please. No pets and absolutely no Bush Bush supporters need apply. All applicants will need to have a credit check completed, first and last month's rent, plus a deposit is required to move in. So, you know, very 
pretty standard stuff, yeah. except the Bush thing is funny, I think. Yeah. And also, yeah. it's George Bush, not, like, um, pubic hair Bush. Right. It is capitalized. I just yes. want to make that clear <laughs> in case you're not familiar with 2005 politics. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So she's posting that. She wants roommates, although she's not super sure that she wants roommates, or she's very picky about those She's roommates. very picky. Yeah. Yeah. And then we see sort of a montage of the Seattle Grace interns arriving, but they're wearing the clothes that they were wearing at the end of the first episode, which is interesting. And then they're wearing different clothes at the end, most yeah, of them. Yeah, yeah. It's sort of unclear of like, is this just a continuation of the day before? Did wardrobe just keep them in the same thing because they thought it was? Or was the little scene at the end of the first episode tacked on after they had already filmed this something, one? Maybe, yeah, totally. yeah, something like that. So, yeah, Izzy's opening the elevator doors and there's all these men that are just gawking at her Ugh. as the doors open. Christina zooms in on her motorcycle, which yeah. is so badass. It's like, hey, in case you didn't know, she's the badass. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, and uh, she almost runs over George. She does. She like zooms up behind him. <laughs> Which, I don't know, it's, like, kind of cute and whatever, but I also am like, ooh, danger, which makes me George. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's pretty good. <laughs> and then they're getting ready in the locker room, and Alex is checking out Izzy, Ugh. sneering at her, like, ugh. Listen, this is work. This is not, like... Yeah, ugh. I get that it's... Thanks, Alex. Yeah, yuck, Alex. There's a lot of yuck Alex stuff in this one. Oh, man, so much. <laughs> and then Meredith is also getting ready, putting her clothes away. Yes. And then last, she puts in her shoes, her ugly leopard print Ballet shoes. flat kind of shoes. Yeah, and it's very specific. But I gotta say, shoes. that was like a popular... Like, I don't want to say a popular thing, but... That was an okay thing to have in 2005. Yes. Yes. And some people still own it, and that is fine. I'm sure. <laughs> but it, she, you, it, the camera very clearly shows her putting the shoes away. Yeah. It's a choice. It's like, this is something you need to pay attention to. Yeah. Which we find out later is a continuing theme. Yep. Mm -hmm. And then next I have her interviewing roommate, or potential yes! roommates, <laughs> like the young blonde girl yeah they're kind of like um the b team interns like you see them at the hospital yes. but you don't like know their names where were you when the challenger exploded and yeah yeah i'm trying to when did the challenger explode do you know what year no i probably should have looked it up let's see because i was probably in kindergarten or something which means i maybe was not alive <laughs> let's see the challenger explosion Oh, it was 86. Oh. It was, so before either of us were alive, January okay. 28th, 1986. Okay. But that was, the, in case you don't know, um, there was like a, a cha the Challenger was taking off and a, there was, I think, a teacher on board and like a bunch of school students. Seven crew members consisted of five NASA 
astronauts and two payload specialists. And they did like there was school children like got together and watched the launch and then it exploded as it was launching. Yeah, and it was seventy three seconds into the flight, so it was immediate. Oh, it's so sad. And so yeah, then it was like we gathered all everybody up to watch this thing be so exciting, and then oh yeah. no, it's a tragedy. Yeah, it's one of those moments kind of like 9-11 for us, probably, or... Like, everybody knows where they were, or yeah. JFK being shot, or something like that. Yes, it's one of those periods in time where people are like, this is where I was. I remember this very clearly, even yeah. though I was young, you know? Right, and so what mm-hmm. Meredith is trying to do is weed out people that are too young. Yes. <laughs> she wants to live with Basically. people her age. Yeah. And George and Izzy also want to be her roommates. George really wants to get out of his mom's house. Sure. As we found out where he is living. Yeah. From the first episode. <laughs> um, but she's talking about boundaries. Meredith's kind of like little voiceover is about boundaries. And so that's kind yeah. of, she's putting down a boundary. Not crossing of- the line. Right, yeah. of like, we work together so many hours, I do not want to live with you. Which is why mm-hmm. she's looking for other people. Yes, and not having much luck. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then she's also carrying a mocha latte to give to Bailey. Not as a bribe. No, she just, you know. Well, all right. I mean, it is. So, <laughs> I work at a cafe. Let me give you a little coffee education. Mocha latte is repetitive and redundant. You just, that was a joke. Um, you just, <laughs> mocha means a latte, which is espresso and milk, with chocolate. Mocha is the chocolate part. So when you say mocha latte, you're saying chocolate latte latte. So you can just say mocha. Um, <laughs> FYI. If you do say mocha latte, probably nobody's going to correct you. But if you just want it sound like you know what you're talking about. Which Meredith does not. Just thought I, I couldn't, I can't let it go. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then all the other interns kind of jump on when yes, when Meredith is trying to Sweeten weasel up. in to uh, uh, get in a good thing. Yeah. yeah. And George is just obnoxiously eating an apple, which I thought was very amusing. He's she just was- like chomping and he kind of holds it out when he's talking to Bailey like, yeah, he, like, really, like, chomps into it. I don't yeah. know. It's just a weird, yeah. <laughs> a strange moment. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Um, and then Meredith goes into the elevator. Oh, my goodness. And Derek's in the elevator. He and talks about fairy boats. He has a thing for fairy boats. Which is, like, It's a sensual oh, thing. I have a he's, thing for fairy boats. And we um, find out he's a New Yorker. Yes! He, he just moved there. He's from New York. He loves ferry boats. He's only been living in Seattle for six weeks, he says, which is like, whoa, very fresh. Like, But he only just realized there was ferry boats, I guess. So, And then she's like, you dummy, there's water on three sides. How do you think people get here? <laughs> but like a playful you dummy. She doesn't yeah, actually yeah. think he's stupid. No, she thinks he's cute. And they're kind of flirty. And, and he's got a new haircut. Yes. I noticed that. It's He'd fresh. Cut his hair. I, I like it better in the first episode, but it's still nice. <laughs> um... She has her breathy line deliveries again. <laughs> There's a big line. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I don't know how I was going to look up the I'm your sister, I'm your daughter thing. Like when, when she's like, you're my, you're my boss. I'm your intern. And he's like, you're, I'm, your, you're, I'm your sister, I'm your daughter. That must be from something. And I'm Your Sister, I'm Your Daughter is from a 1974 movie called Chinatown, which I have never seen. 
Okay, I've heard of it. Uh-oh. The internet just told me I didn't know that yeah. off the top of my head. Okay. <laughs> Interesting. I know they talk about it in Gilmore Girls, too. And yes. Well, yeah, it's a it's a famous movie. I also have not seen it. Uh, no, I haven't seen it. But no. that he she's just defining their roles of saying, like, you're the boss, I'm the intern. Like, and then this is inappropriate. I'm drawing a line for the millionth time. Here's my boundary. Yeah, the theme of this one is kind of boundaries. So, yeah. Um, then he kind of walks up close. Oh! Like, oh, this line. Is Tell me. A, yeah. And then, um, that fun elevator music pops on. Yes. She just drops her files dramatically <laughs> on the floor and just gives in to the kiss that was we all knew was coming. Yeah. It was, like, pretty inevitable. But it, the elevator is another one of those, like... Important slash dramatic things happen in the elevator at Seattle Grace. Yes. And this one is of those one places of places that makes the hospital sort of like an extra character almost. Yeah. yeah. It's like kind of a private space, but not really because anybody could walk in, which is like fun and dangerous Exciting. and you shouldn't really. But then also I'm like, okay, those are medical files. Like you can't mix that stuff up. Like and it all just goes all it over goes the floor. It goes all over the floor. And then finally the doors open several floors later and she's picking up the files and it doesn't look that, you know, suspicious to no. the many people waiting. It just looks like she was clumsy because he's kind yeah. of like helping her pick them up. Yeah. yeah. And then she is on her way to trauma. Yes. That is where she was headed in the elevator. So that was her like assignment from Bailey for the mm-hmm. day was to be like on the trauma pager, basically. Yes. Yeah. And so she, there's an emergency. There's someone in trauma. She's rushing in there. And it is a rape victim. We have a rape victim. <sighs> someone so says. It goes from, like, Meredith kissing this guy she really kind likes. Of upbeat and silly with the music and the. And, like, like oh, flirty and fun to, like, okay. Immediately just. Ooh. Someone is really, really hurt and went through this terrible thing and, like, you have to be a doctor now. And yep. it's and like, she is, yeah, she is battered. She has been through an ordeal. Yeah. And Meredith is immediately jarred because when she looks down at the personal effects yeah. of this patient, she sees her shoes, the same shoes that she same. just very pointedly put inside her locker. And earlier. like from the second, I, well, obviously I've seen it before, but I watched yeah. this episode. I watched Meredith put her shoes away and I was like, no, it's like, that one. It's this girl who like is assaulted brutally and like yes. has the same shoes. And like, I don't know if you've ever had a connection to somebody that's gone through something like that. And it's like, it's not about you. It's about them. But something about it really gets you. Yeah. And you're like, I feel this strange connection to this person. And this, it happens to be about shoes for Meredith. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, so Derek and Burke are then in the OR shortly after that. They're Derek and Burke are both working on Allison, we find out. Is yes. her name Allison? And Gray, uh, Meredith kind of fights for her to be called Allison. Yes. In the OR. Um, yeah, because I think Burke says, like, oh, she's a warrior. She's a badass. Or we've got a warrior in our midst. And Yeah. And Meredith's like, Allison. Her name is Allison. And she is a warrior. And she, she is a badass. Yes. And her name is Allison. Yes. Um, and so just sort of bringing um, that person first kind of language. Mm-hmm. And she is um, an assault um survivor and this yes. woman is 25 and she's 5'2 which 
and they also say her weight, which which is not my weight, but those happen to be me. The small, like she I had, happen yeah. to be twenty five and five two, and yeah. I was like, oh my goodness, oh no, <laughs> like <laughs> which again, I am none of those things. It's so not about me. Um, no. but I I was like, wait, that's me. The, oh. Those are like connections that yeah. I have to this person. Um, yes. And so Wim, women everywhere, you know, feel that connection. Like any little thing to like connect like to that, somebody's story. Yes. Um, but yeah, I thought that was interesting that both Burke and Shepard are working on her at the same time because it's like this girl is in very serious condition. Yes. Like, they they had to both get in there at the same time. Yeah. And then um Burke finds something in her stomach and he, he pulls finds- it out. <laughs> it's like what what is this? What is this thing she swallowed? He's like holding it up with a clamp or something. And you can't see it because it's behind something. But <laughs> then Gray's like, oh my God. <laughs> yeah. And they're like, well, well, spit it out, Gray, which is such a funny turn of phrase. It's very In funny. Yeah. <laughs> like, it, it's his penis. And the she whole room is kind of like, well, oh no. And Burke like drops it into yeah. the into the bit or the little the, like, tray. Yeah. yeah. But it is, it's like, that's his penis like she just um yeah allison bit it off and swallowed it because it was in the stomach yes or somewhere in the digestive tract so um hell yeah allison Woo, allison yes yeah that's you do whatever you you do not fight fair when it comes to shit like that you do whatever you need to do you claw you bite was it is this is not a fair fight yeah to be assaulted so yeah. yeah. And then we get the credits for the first time. And then the credits for the first time. So I know I mentioned this last time. Nobody knows. Um, they, there's like a mix of like hospital stuff and like sexy going on a date stuff. So like, yeah. sc- like surgical gowns getting tied and then like a red dress getting zipped up. So like the bright red shoes. Yes. Mixed in with the OR slipper thing. Yes. And then at the end... There's um, two sets of feet, you know, peeking out from underneath blankets at in a hospital bed, kind of rubbing together, yeah. and that was very scandalous. <laughs> I saw it the <laughs> first time around. You. Yes, yes. Uh, yes. So um, this episode, like many, kind of jumps around from story to story. So we're just gonna yeah, kind of so much going on in this episode compared to the first one. I feel like yeah. yeah. Um, well, and it's you know, first one they're just trying to like get get it. Yeah, establish the characters and, yeah. Yeah. So um, what I kind of did was combine um, and just said, like, this is what this person's doing, that person's doing, and didn't necessarily put it in order. So okay. Katie's going to help me keep the order. <laughs> but I do have notes. I just sure, structured cool. them differently. So, <laughs> yeah. What I have next is Burke and McDreamy. Burke and Derek talking after the OR. Yes. And Burke kind of wonders why Derek has moved there. And... Derek said, well, Richard asked me to move here. Yeah. Which really piques something in Burke's mind. Like, he goes, uh-oh, in his brain. Yeah. And you don't really know why quite yet, but... But there is, like, this touch of drama of, like, grown-ups not telling the whole truth, but, like, they're trying to be professional, Mm -hmm. but really there's, like, some underlying jealousy. You don't super know what's going on. Yeah. And then, um, yeah, Burke just doesn't really say what's on his mind. No, but you can tell that really bothered him. Like, at first he was kind of ready to sort of be chums with yes with Derek. But then as soon as he mentioned that that was why he had moved here, 
then Burke something doesn't like pinged. that. Yeah, yeah something totally. changed. And then all the other interns are talking about their assignments. Or, or uh, George is very happy that he is on code. <laughs> he He's so excited to save a bunch of lives. He's running a code team, which means when someone is having code blue, when they're flatlining, his yeah. group gets to run in there and save the paddles. Yeah. And um, he's so excited. He's <laughs> stoked about that. Oh, honey. Uh, let's see. And then Alex and Christina. Okay, so um, I just wrote down a, a line from Christina when George is happily telling her how excited he is yeah. to be on code, and Christina's rolling her eyes. And she says, Bambi, don't say another word till after the hunter shoots your mother. Yeah, she's like, hey, there's some hard truth in this. I know you're really happy right now, but like, but she doesn't tell him the whole thing until the no, end. No, of course not. Because, because she's, Christina. she's Christina and yeah. he's George, which she says at the end. <laughs> so and cute. And it's so, yeah, it's very pointed. Like, this is, this that's is who, who they, they are. are. He's Bambi and she is not. <laughs> she's not. Um, and then Bailey walks in with Alex, yes. who has been reassigned to her service because of course he is. Ta-da! Now Alex is part of all the other interns um, that yep. are under Bailey's care. And Christina knows who he is right away because he's the pig who called Mayor a nurse. Yeah. That's, yeah. So she's got him pegged as the, like, jerk that he is. Um, I don't love that nurse is still being used as an insult. No. But she is just repeating what he said. Yes. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but it's yep. funny, she, like calls George Bambi, calls Alex a pig. It's like she has all these, like, characterizations ready of everybody. Yeah. yeah. She has everyone pegged. Totally. Except for maybe herself. Aw, <laughs> that's nice. You could just, like, she's going to get to know herself. <laughs> I like that. Yeah, um, yeah, so her and Alex are have to, like, talk to families, basically, is what they're doing. Yes. They get to tell people their lab results, which in a, a lot of the time is telling people that they are okay. Yep. Which they, neither of them are particularly happy about. Um, but then we get the, we get another sort of montage of everybody um, with George finding out. Oh no. What the code team really is <laughs> like. <team. laughs> but you got the upbeat music behind all these deaths. Yes. And then we see Izzy down in the ER. Yes. Um, uh, Izzy gets like. Basically, suturing is yes. her job for yep. the day. She gets to sew people back up with their minor cuts. Um, and there is the Chinese lady, who we call Chinese lady for a while until eventually Izzy calls her Miss Lou. But we find out her name is Miss Lou. Yes. Yeah. Um, and she has a cut, but she's very upset and she doesn't want Izzy to sew it up. She's trying to tell her something else. But right. she only speaks Chinese. And Izzy does not. And nope. Izzy's like, please just let me help you. And Mrs. Liu is like trying to tell her there's something yeah, else. There's, there's something, something else. else. Yeah. And apparently no one else in the whole hospital speaks Chinese. Speaks Chinese. At one point she does say, like, the translator is not available. Okay. Um, when she's explaining later. Yeah. But it's like, really? There's only one Mandarin? Or I'm assuming she speaks Mandarin. Yeah, they don't specify but yeah Mandarin really occasionally one person like it yeah anyway so yeah. yep it's it seems unlikely <laughs> and then we have Meredith walking around with <laughs> the penis in the cooler yeah she's in Richard's office she has custody of the penis she and she doesn't get to 
let go of it. She has to keep it until the police can come and retrieve it. Yeah, so it's kind of like chain of evidence at, like, a a crime scene, but it's a chain of custody, right? So Mm -hmm. because she was tasked with it after the surgery, she can't really give it to somebody else until it goes to the police. Because, like, the last people it goes to, the less it gets contaminated, the more they can test it, whatever. So um, they can have it, whatever, just not get, like, ruined. So she has to walk around with this, like biohazard cooler and she was just penis in it babysitting her penis day, yeah. yeah and unfortunately it's the penis of a rapist which <laughs> not like it'd be fun anyway but it's like extra yuck yeah yeah um, um yeah <laughs> and, and i just had a note about the the funny administrative lady who's like can i see it no, yeah never mind like she's she's <laughs> she's like the chief's so administrator or something yeah. and she's yeah, like, kind of goofy with yeah. it. she's always around when someone needs to sign papers and stuff. Maybe she's a notary, too. Like, I, I think she's Probably. an assistant with some yeah. sort of special whatever. Yeah, yeah. She, she does a bunch of things. Yeah. Um, and Richard briefly mentions Ellis again. Yes. It's like, these two knew each other, and it's, you know, that's sort of establishing that. That yeah. Richard and Ellis were familiar. Yeah, and that he knew Meredith growing up. Well, while she was growing up. Mm-hmm. That comes up a little bit later, too. Yeah, yeah. And then Christine and Alex are delivering lab results, <laughs> which equals getting hugs from the happy patients and family members. So relieved about their lab results. like. And, of course, the two most touchy-feely, <laughs> <laughs> like, emotionally invested people to oh. get those hugs. Oh, they hate it so yeah. much. Yeah, so which they kind of make a yeah. competition out of it. They, like, bet on who could be faster and less emotionally involved. Like, yes, and Alex calls Christina the ovarian sist- sister. The ovarian sister. And she's yeah. like, did you call me the ovarian sister? The ovarian sister? She, like, can't believe it. Yeah. Um, like, since when is having ovaries an insult? Yeah. Which, yeah, great. Right? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. But it's she's very offended by that, as she should be. But he's yeah. like, oh, don't you love this? Like, you're a, a girl, basically. And she's yeah. like, shut up. Like, Alex. How did he get all the way through medical school and everything and still... Be such an ass. Feels that way, yeah. It's hard to say. It's hard to it's, say. He never yeah. learned to respect the women folk. No, nope. Um, and Christina, when Meredith brings the cooler over, Christina has no problem just peeking at it. like She doesn't even the ask. She, no, she just walks over and looks at it and it's like, oh. Talk about taking a bite out of crime. Which is so good. <laughs> Honestly, the family I'm married into loves a good pun. Oh my my family of origin really does not. No, but and we so do I, so much. My whole family. We're pun punsters. Can I tell you something that happened at the grocery store? Yes. We're going, we were at Target, my husband and I, and it was like three for ten LaCroix. And so I was like, let's get this one and that one and one more. And I was like, do you want to get peachy pear? And Andrew goes... Uh, I'll get, let's get this one. It's more tangible because it was the tangerine one. And I, I was like mad and I wanted to laugh, but there was people around and I just, (laughs) I like Jim Halbert looked at the camera kind of like in the middle of Target. (laughs) It was very funny, but um, hence yeah, yes. they, they love puns. Yes. We love puns. I'm part of the family now. Oh, so. so much. Yeah, but taking a bite out of crime, that was, like, pretty good and pretty silly, and yeah. Yeah, and then she walks away, too, and then Meredith and George are talking, and Meredith tells him about the shoes, because he notices yes. that she is a little off. 
yeah. something has bugged her. It's clearly affected her, and it, I think it's nice that she actually does tell George. Like, yeah. she could have just been like, it's nothing, and instead he notices and asks, and she's willing to say, like, this is kind of a weird thing. I have the same shoes as this victim, this patient, yeah. this survivor, um, Allison. Yes. Um, and then George says, you know what you need? Ooh! And kind of <laughs> it raises his eyebrows, <laughs> and... She's saying, oh, it's sick and twisted. And he yes. says, oh, Nancy Reagan lied. You can't say no. So we're like, what is this drug uh, slash naughty thing that they are wanting to go do? And I, he, like, pulls her chair out into the hallway. Yes, I love the way they set it up. They have, like, the big eyes and he's inviting Meredith. And then it's he, it becomes clear that George has been doing this secret thing without her sometimes. Yeah. And then... <laughs> Um, they're like, we said last time was the last time. And, um, I love that Nancy Reagan reference in case you are too young, which I was, I had to learn this later. Nancy Reagan <laughs> did like a huge anti-drug thing. Mm-hmm. That was her thing. That was her thing. Her campaign. That and was her, yeah, first lady gig. Like Melania's is bullying. Is it? Yeah. Her, her thing is anti-bullying. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Michelle Obama's was a lot about fitness. Yes. Health. Like health and like wellness and yeah i did not know that melania mm-hmm. even had one I'm s- yep yep it's that's what it is but yeah nancy reagan had <laughs> one about drugs and a lot of the information she put out was actually not accurate um, yeah just fyi in case yeah. you ever look into it but um her i think she had the best of intentions anyway sure um so it's like okay we what are george and meredith talking about like you can't just say no it's sort of like ooh, sneaky <laughs> sneaky and then Dun, dun, dun. Babies! Babies not making them, just looking at them. Just looking at their cute little faces and rolls. They're doing baby talk, and they're both doing it. And when George is doing it, Meredith says, you are such a woman. Yes. Dude! I I don't think I put that down either, but I... Oh, yes, I did! What a (laughs) double standard. Like, what? This is this thing you're doing together. Also, like, don't you want men to like babies? Why is that only a lady thing? Like... Right. Yeah. Guys, baby, talk to babies. That's okay. They can do that. And poor George. I know! Again, is like, oh, no. I did it wrong. This girl that likes me now thinks I'm a woman? Yeah. Huh! And, yeah. (laughs) Silly. Um... Nose flyer, probably. Oh, honey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so they go down to, like, the nursery, basically. Yeah. Where all the babies are hanging out behind a window. And I don't know if a lot of hospitals really have that anymore, where there's, like, just this nursery with a big picture window, and you can just look at all the yeah. babies. They have that in Friends, too, and I feel like it's just a TV thing. Yeah, it might have been not... the thing before they started pushing for you keeping your baby in your room yes. more or longer. Yeah. Well, more often, yeah. I mean, you've been through two childbirths. Was, yes, I have. Was there ever an option like that? Of like, here, send it to the nursery. Like, um, kind of like they, they would say they would take it, take the baby if you needed some sleep or something, or they take the baby somewhere for, um, like labs or okay. whatever, like that sort of thing. So they briefly will sometimes take the baby somewhere okay um and then if you want a break and you need to sleep without the child yeah in the room they will take the baby somewhere but i don't think it's to a big picture window where anyone can just go look at them 
that seems weird. Yeah. But it is, oh, it's in Gilmore Girls. Like, it's in a lot of TV yeah. shows. But although that scene is, like, in the 80s in Gilmore yes. Girls. So, anyway. Yeah. So, maybe it was a thing. It was, when, maybe like, we it babies. was at a time. Yeah. But, yes, that's when George and Meredith, their, like, little secret guilty pleasure is to go look at the babies and do baby talk and, like, yeah. stare at them. and Look at all their cuties. And so, Meredith's looking at each baby. And then she sees one kind of fussing. And then it turns blue. The baby turns blue. Very um, briefly. But it it, <laughs> it kind of reminds me of Willy Wonka when they turn her really blue. Yeah. It's, it's, it's like, it's kind of color edited poorly. Yeah. But you know what they're trying to get across, yes, which yes. is that the baby's not getting enough oxygen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which isn't um, funny. Sorry. I didn't mean to. <laughs> Sorry. Um, uh, anyway. Anyway. Um, my other comment was feel like these babies would be wearing more than they are like the babies oh. are like completely just like diaper and a blanket which definitely wouldn't be the case like just a loose blanket over the top of them no that's like, they would, dangerous they would definitely be swaddled or be wearing some sort of swaddle sack like or a jammy something or, or yeah okay like they i guess they're I really good that. about that in the hospital, unless you're in the NICU and the baby has lots of accoutrements going on, yeah. as my second child was. But in that case, they have warming lamps right. over yeah. the baby. They're not just, so, like, hanging out in a cold room. No. Like, that's not... Like... <laughs> <laughs> well, and these babies don't have stuff hooked up to them, so they could be no. swaddled, but they're yeah, not. Yeah, but they're not. So that's a little off. But, you know, it's TV. So it's like Meredith came down here to do this relaxing thing, and then, oh, no, she sees this kid turn blue. Mm -hmm. And so she goes in there into the the peds unit, which is short for pediatrics, and um, starts checking on this baby. Yep, and then the peds intern in her bright purple scrubs comes in. And she is pissed. She is so mad. She's like, what are you doing in here? You're not supposed to be in here. Like, your, your surgery. Yeah. You're, you're not supposed to be in here. That girl loves the rules. <laughs> she loves rules so much. Yeah. Rules and that girl are besties. <laughs> um, and then um, we're back down in trauma. Yep. After that. Yep. Um, with the Chinese lady who... Still is not letting Izzy sew her up, and Izzy is just at her wit's end. And she she's called Christina in. She's like, Christina, I need your help. I can't talk to this Can lady. Please translate. Which is so racist. <laughs> so racist. And Christina's like, uh, I grew up in Beverly Hills. I'm Korean, and I don't speak any Chinese except from a Chinese menu. Like, yeah. Like, I'm Korean. <laughs> also, yeah, she's not even Chinese. Like, she's Korean. And I think it's just like a. It was kind of a nice pointing out that stereotype, though. Yeah. Because like, yeah. oh, white people can't tell the difference, and Christina's <laughs> like, you are so dumb. <laughs> like, I am Korean, and I don't speak oh, Chinese. It's the worst. <laughs> it's pretty bad. But it is like, where is the translator? Like, I don't know that that's a realistic scenario. <sighs> yeah, it not. I don't know. <laughs> is he probably just? I don't know. I don't she, know. She was probably just asked once and. Then forgot it or just let it go care. like it was just like yeah. i just need to sew you up like yeah <gasps> yeah um and then we have burke talking to richard about yes. derek we're back around to that oh my goodness okay um, and burke is not happy and richard is kind of evading the question a like, little why? bit 
yeah, Burke is like, hey, what's up with the chief of surgery position? Because that's what Richard has right now. Richard's kind of like, I'm not ready to retire yet, but. (laughs) Right, like, don't push me out too fast. But Burke says chief of surgery is mine. Yeah. And I was like, whoa, that's pretty rude. Like, I would, I don't know, you think about, like, CEO is mine if you're, like, the junior whoever. And it's like, you don't say that to the CEO, like. Yeah, I think it was just Burke was the big dog yes. before Derek came to town. Like, he was the the top yes. surgeon. Like, he was the big guy that everyone came to see. Yeah. Until Derek rolled in with his baby blues and his <laughs> curly <laughs> hair. <laughs> well, and the chief is, tr- I think, trying to be straightforward and says, yes. ask me why I'm not so sure. Yeah. And Burke won't do it. Burke doesn't no, ask. No, he doesn't ask. He walks away. And that's sort of that thing of, like, you just want to hear what you want to hear. You don't actually want to hear the truth. Mm-hmm. And I think maybe that puts it in Burke's mind of, like, ooh, maybe there is a pretty good reason. But still, yeah, he hangs on to it. Yeah, he's too full of himself to face that yet. Yeah. Yep. He, he likes himself a lot, that Burke. Yes, he does. Um. So we have Christina and Alex whining again. Imagine that. Um <laughs> And they split the labs up so that they can go faster. Yes. Uh, and so they just show them the montage again of them individually talking to the patients and their families and dodging hugs. And Alex does this whole, like, dip thing underneath someone's arms. So it's kind of like, funny. It's so, So yeah. that, like, the, the patients end up hugging each other, kind of like the family yeah. members. And it, it is kind of a fun montage to see, like, just how many... Not funny haha, but like weird pronunciations of medical things. Yeah. Um, you can get in in like a short amount of time. And so one of them is called multinucleate cell angiohistiocytoma. Oh my. That is something that Christina says. And it is a skin thing that's typically uh, occurs in the extremities of elderly women. Mm. The patient she's talking to is like a middle aged man. <laughs> uh, but she's like, You're not dying. Like, just kind of, yeah, yeah. like, she says this whole big long thing, and then it's like, you're fine. Like, and yeah, because they're just, they're probably just staring at her wide-eyed, like, what, what are these words? Yeah, totally. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I heard creatinine, and like, okay, I know what that is, sort of. Like, yeah. What's that? Um, <laughs> it has to do with the kidney, like, it, it can tell you how the kidneys are doing. It, oh. it might have to do with other okay. body parts also, but it's, it's like a level that you want it to be at a certain point it's like a kidney level related thing yes okay cool, yeah cool, cool, cool. yeah um yeah and then in the next scene we learn out learn something new about meredith yes. when she is talking to a group of the b interns um she asks them what their favorite 80s band yeah. 80s music was and so they're listing off different things and meredith just Oh, so disgusted <laughs> by how dare their choices. You? Like, how dare you like these other 80s things? Meredith likes the Go-Go's. She likes the Go-Go's. Duran Duran and the Eurythmics. <laughs> sure. Like, I mean, okay. Nothing wrong with those. No, it just, fine. it just tells us something about her. Yeah. Like, she likes those. She likes those things. Those things. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then George isn't happy anymore. About the code thing. No, he's pretty sad. Yeah, sort of. Oh, very dejected. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) 
And then Meredith is looking in on Allison. She's checking in. Yeah. Um, she seems to be pretty bothered that Allison doesn't have any family. Yes. She's like, no one is here for her. Like, yeah. no one's checking on her. Yep. And she feels that kindred spirit with her. Yeah. And, and um, Allison is, I don't know if she's sedated or if she's just unconscious. Yeah, I think she's just unconscious. Okay. I don't know, after that surgery. Yeah. Maybe. Uh, maybe a little of both. It's hard to say, but either yeah. way, she's not, like, awake. No. So, yeah. No. Um, and then Meredith needs something to make her feel a little bit more in control again. Because she, just yes. every time that she sees Allison, it's like, okay, I got to go do something else and figure it out. Right, because um, she can't help this girl. Like, right. they just have to wait for her to wake up and see how she is. Or mm-hmm. see if there's some other development or some change. But, like, Allison is stable but not okay. And yeah. so it's like, let me go do something else that I can be active in. Right. Yeah. Yeah, so she goes and finds Burke, and she tells him about the baby. Yep, and Burke lets some of his own shit kind of come in oh the way. Oh, my gosh. And yeah. he's like, it's not like I'm the chief or something. Yeah. And I, Yeah, I wrote that down, and then I wrote, dick. <laughs> I know, because she wants him to help. She's like, hey, there's this baby in peds. He's turning blue. You're the cardiothoracic surgeon. Meredith is not Richard, so why are you telling her this, bringing that in <laughs> Oh my goodness. Oh my yeah, he's like, it's you know, not like I'm the chief or something. And um, it's, I don't know. But but then also there are rules of like, Pease didn't ask for a consult. Right. So the, yeah. can they really step in? Not technically, but it's like, okay, but we've noticed this problem. So mm-hmm. someone needs to do something about we're it. We're not yeah. going to pretend like it doesn't exist. Right. So we see Izzy back in trauma. She's sewing up this other dude who recognizes her from <gasps> a magazine. Yes. Yeah. It oh, kind of... the, the pink bikini. And so then you know. Or the red bikini, and she's like, it was pink. Yeah. Which, <laughs> which like, you so don't have to give that to people. No. Like, you can just be like, goodbye. Like, So we're, we're getting a clear picture of what it means that Izzy was a model. Like, yes. This is the kind of model that she was. Yes. These, all these guys in the elevator oogling her. Yeah. And uh, this dude who she's sewing up is like notices her. And yeah. Yeah. That's a tricky thing. Yeah. I'm just like oh honey. Yeah. Oh honey. Um, and the Chinese lady Mrs. Lou Mrs. or Miss Lou is Ms. still Lou. there. Um, and she, she like, finally lets Izzy stitch her up but she's still upset. There's something else. Right. She doesn't want to leave. Um, and then we see Meredith sitting with her cooler in, <laughs> in like, a waiting area. It looks kind of like the main entrance or something. Yeah, like, near the door. She's in the sunshine, but still inside. Yep. And then Christina walks around from the outside somehow and, like, knocks on the window. Yeah. It's like, what are you doing here? And Meredith says, just sitting with my penis. <laughs> right, because Christina already knows what's going on, and she brought some <gasps> chips, and she's just there to <gasps> chat. Okay, so then Christina sits down, and Meredith tells Christina that she kissed Derek. Yeah, she tells her. (laughs) And I think Christina uses McDreamy for the first time. That's the first time we've heard McDreamy. I know I've probably said it a couple times, but... It is kind of his, like, colloquial... Well, nickname. It's what they call him. It's... It becomes a pretty big thing. It's kind of a nickname that continues on and gets... Uh, how would you say it? Like, shifted for other people, or, like... 
yeah, they, adapted for they others. They add on to it, kind of, as they go on. It becomes its own force of nature in the world of Seattle Grace. I don't know how they didn't get in trouble with McDonald's. Like, you know, Shonda can do what she wants. I think even by the <laughs> second episode that uh, it was, people just kind of knew that maybe this was going to be a big, big deal. Yeah. Or maybe McDonald's just didn't care. Maybe they don't watch Grey's Anatomy. Maybe they don't watch it. Maybe they were like, we don't have anything on the menu called that, and we can't trademark MC before a thing. Right, because there's lots of names that, like, start with that. Right. I don't know. But I, I wondered. So they were just sort of spending some time in the entryway, um, and then... And then there's, like, a squeal of tires and a sort of a commotion out in front of the doors... And they run out there to see who has sort of driven up in this emergency. Yeah. And a dude stumbles out of his vehicle and falls over and he looks very beat up. Very... He's like very disoriented, kind of stumbling like, oh no, he He's probably lost shouldn't a lot have of blood. driven. Yeah. Yeah. And he, you sort of, they pan down and his crotch is all bloody. Oh no. What does that mean? Um, it means he's <laughs> the rapist. Yeah. Um, he's that dude. He's that dude because, so when they found the penis um, in Allison's body, they were like, this guy will be seeking medical attention. Like, yep. we are going to put a call out to the hospitals in the area to be looking for somebody with these kinds of injuries. We are going to get him. Yeah. Yeah. Because you can't, like, deal with... a broken penis or missing penis you know no, on your he's, own he's not gonna be able to put a band-aid on that and call it a day and they knew like allison's like hands were beat up whatever they knew that she had done some damage to him as well mm-hmm. and so even if the penis was still there which it wasn't it would be like he would still have some injuries that would require medical attention so they were kind of waiting for this guy to show up well here he comes and he somehow drove himself there in this state of shock. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. I, and, yeah, so he, he, like, collapses right in front of the doors. And Meredith and Christina are just sort of, like, standing there. But um, they know what it is. Like, yeah. And Meredith runs inside and is like, could I get security, please? Like, on the phone. Yeah. <laughs> Paige Bailey. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. So they roll him in there. And then they take him into the OR with Bailey. And she's the one operating. Because she's a general surgeon. I don't know if we've talked about that before or if they've even said that. But I she's, don't think they have, but she's, she's a part of general surgery, which Richard is also. Yes. Yeah. yeah. It's not like cardiothoracic or whatever. It's just yeah. like general surgery. Yes. yes. Um, and so she's stitching him up and Christina and Meredith get to be in there and they have lots of fun little quips <laughs> about it. This is like something I remember and... I wouldn't say I talk about it a lot, but it is something I've talked about before. <laughs> about, like, she, Bailey is kind of quizzing them and is like, why are we not attempting to reattach the penis? And they're like, because it was torn, not sliced. Yes, because teeth tear. Yes. Yeah. And they were like, if she had come at him with a knife, like, maybe we could reconnect this tissue. But because it's such a jagged tear from the teeth, and then they're like, it, they can't. And so, and also... The penis was had some digestive juices like yep. get to the flesh of it, so it's kind of not usable anyway. Yep. And so he will be peeing out of a bag for a long time and will never be able to have sex again. And <laughs> they said, Oh, too bad. It's a shame. Yeah, and Bailey goes, Let's have a moment of silence. 
plamp. Plamp. Which is just so great. Of yeah. like everybody knows this dude's a loser and like we are gonna make sure he's okay, but like we're not gonna be yeah. precious about his injuries. Do no harm, but yeah. Take no shit. Yeah. Yeah. What what is the actual doctor's oath? Um I don't know. Uh, that should be it if it's not. I'm pretty sure it's not. <laughs> um yeah, so they're not attempting to reattach the severed penis teeth don't slice they tear i just feel like that specific thing of like like shark bites people be like why don't they and i'm like because teeth don't slice they tear (laughs) (laughs) it's come up before that i have known that line um and and this is how i know it and also um and also bokey is in that bokey yes i yeah i think i wrote that down love her um now burke has finally Come back to Richard. Yes. And finally asks why. So he's, even when he comes back and is like, all right, tell me why. You're not so sure. He's not really that ready to know. No, he's not. (laughs) And he's still defensive and like still thinks he should get it and like thinks he's going to get an answer he likes. And yeah, no. Or something that he can refute, you know. And be like, like, "Uh uh-uh. The chief is so honest and I really appreciate that. The chief is like. In some ways, playing the politics, but is also just straight Very up professional. Says, yeah, you don't take the extra step. You're comfortable and arrogant. He says you're comfortable and arrogant, and it doesn't impress me. Mm-hmm. And I think about like, gosh, if I got that feedback from a boss, I would be like, oh no. Yeah. <laughs> like, like if you want to be the chief, you have to earn it. Yes. And kind of when he says that, something clicks a little bit in yes. Burke's mind. You can see that again. In his eyes, like, oh, there's something I can do to earn that. Yep. There's more yep. here besides just, like, being the badass mm-hmm. of the surgery world. Like, there there comes with it a piece of going the extra mile, like he said, and doing more and not being so cocky and whatever. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah. And then we get a, a quick brief moment with Derek and Allison. And yeah. He's worried. He sighs, which I feel like is a very Derek thing. <laughs> sighs a lot. He really does. Just, he's so sad. He's so he's, sad. He's very worried yeah. about Allison. He feels and something. They, yeah. they kind of do a couple of shots where it's like, he's like rubbing his hair like, oh, and like it's clear he's been up for a very long time yes. monitoring her. Yeah. yeah. This is what he has been paying attention to. And then we see Izzy again and she's saying goodbye to Miss Lou and Miss Lou still is kind of like, well, okay. Yeah. She leaves, but it's clear she doesn't want to. But Izzy's like, I'm sorry, I don't know what else to do. And I thought about like, okay, what are the rules? Because like technically her injury is okay. Like Izzy did what she was supposed to do, but there's kind of more and Izzy knows it, but she doesn't know what else to do. So maybe just wait for the translator, but also... She probably couldn't keep her, like, in the ER to do that, you know? Right. Like, they have to have other people come. And, yeah. Yeah. It's tricky. So then we're in the hallway. And hallway hangs again. <laughs> and Christina and Alex are whining again. I said every intern is frustrated with their plight. Nobody oh, is happy. Everyone is having a hard time. Izzy's hands are numb. George is sad. He just wants to help people. And Christina's like, I just want to scrub in. Even though, okay, so she got to watch... The surgery of the rapist. Yeah. But she didn't get to, like, help. Yeah, they were kind of standing back. And so she just, you know, she's been talking to patients all day. She's she had to be to hugged that. some more probably since then. Um, Meredith still has the penis. 
uh, the, George is like, who do, feels like they don't have any idea what they're doing? Everyone raises their hands except for Alex. Ugh. Alex! Uh, <laughs> just commiserate. Like, yes. And they're all pouting and eating snacks. And then Bailey comes in and just gives them a look. Oh, my <laughs> gosh. Running. She gives a look and kind of puts her arms up to the side like, what are you guys doing? And then everyone gets up and, like, <laughs> and um, then she eats their snacks. That yes. left behind their Let's potato chips. Are they Let's? Yeah, they're Let's. Yeah. I don't know what that means. Um, in like you see it in all kinds of TV shows. It's like a a not brand brand. Yes. Cool. It's okay. like a TV brand. Oh, nice. So you'll see it in oh, I can't even remember off the top of my head, but like every okay. every show, there's nice. Let's potato chips. It's so funny. Cool. Okay. I was pretty excited when I saw this. You're like, I know it. Um. <laughs> And then we're back to the baby. Babies. And Meredith is looking at the baby again. And then she notices that so, there is some parents, some happy looking, <sighs> happy and tired looking parents looking at the same baby she's looking at. Oh my goodness. And, and the dad like, has. Is this yours? Oh. Yeah. The dad has a little like Seattle Grace name sticker on his sweater. Oh. And the mom's in a robe. And it's kind of like, okay, they're clearly new parents. And it's, I don't know, I almost feel like she set herself up to be there while the parents were there so that she could do something about it. She was kind of waiting to do something. Yeah. And she's like, oh, like. So she starts talking to them. And Uh you just see her from the other side of the glass where the the peds in turn turns and sees that she's there. And you don't really hear what she's saying, but then. But it's clear she's telling the parents who are Mr. and Mrs. Johnson, like, something very serious. Because they're looking at her like, okay, mm-hmm. you're a, a doctor. Like, we're yeah. going to listen. And the peds intern comes out and is like, you are so, so out of line. line. Which is true. <laughs> but there are patients here. And you can't just, like, be having these kind of turf wars in front of patients. Yeah, it's very, I mean, it, it harkens back to the interns are the freshman or the middle school sort of of the doctor doctor world, world. yeah like they have their little pettiness and their whininess and totally they don't quite know where they're going yeah but they feel like they're supposed to be there well and it's i just thought about like okay so the parents don't give two craps whose patient their kid is they just want their kid to be okay right and so the also the peds intern says this is your career like basically your career is going to end because you stepped over this line of into our jurisdiction yep meredith kind of handles it very professionally though she does which is it's a stark contrast with the peds nurse or peds uh intern Intern. yeah Yeah. um and then parents don't care about shows up yeah yeah Parents don't care about hospital politics. No. No. We don't. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah. So, right. Then Burke shows up. Yeah. Kind of rescues Meredith. Um, She's, like, kind of starting to talk, and a peds doctor comes out. Yeah, like a resident, probably. Yeah. The peds resident comes out and is like, who... Who put you on this service? Yeah. Who gave you you this patient or, you know, whatever. And Burke's like, I did. Even though he didn't. He didn't. He's kind of saving Meredith in that moment yeah. of, like, she stepped over the line, but he's also feeling pretty powerless because he's not the chief, so he's like, yes, well, I'm He's gonna... trying to do that. He's trying to take the extra step. He's using this as his foothold into becoming the next chief. See, he's like, this is that thing that I can do. It totally is, but in my head, I was like, oh, he's totally just waving his dick around. 
and oh, being like, yeah. it's me, the doctor guy. Yeah. Like, well, yeah, he's because he's always like that. He's yes. very puffy. Yeah. And now he's using that that sort of I am better than everyone for good. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. When and he just says like, "Yep, I authorized her to be here because yeah. they're like, you have no business on our service." Which again. The parents of this baby are standing right there. They're very close. And finally, Bert kind of pulls the other doctor away. Yeah, he, he nice. like, excuses the conversation. <laughs> and um, I was really grateful for that. I'm like, okay, that is, again, like Meredith, the more professional move here. That's the way you're supposed to do things. And he yeah. kind of pushes the peds intern it because he's like, did you check? And she's like, yeah, I checked. Are you 100% sure? And she's she says she's 75%, which is not enough. Well, so she's like, yes, I'm sure. And he goes, are you 100% sure? And she kind of pauses and is like, 75. And it's yeah. like, dude, not good enough. Like, Not enough. And then she was mad that Burke wants to take their patient. And again, it's like that, oh, like whiny intern How thing. How can he do that? Because he isn't attending. He says, yeah. I can do whatever I want. <laughs> and um, the, the doc, the peds doctor, Dr. K is like, all right fine like go for it yeah, he's okay with it he's kind of he's he knows the the drill he knows the hierarchy yep and then burke says they're gonna he talks directly to the parents mm-hmm. and is like we're gonna run some tests i'll have answers in an hour and i was like whoa that is way too soon like why didn't he <laughs> tell them that he tells meredith like three tests he wants to run on this baby and i'm like are there not other people in line for like a baby ekg because there might be and like an hour is too soon <laughs> who knows who knows? Yeah. Um, Izzy. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> Izzy sees Miss Lou again. So Izzy is like, okay, is there anybody else? And one of the nurse or whoever is like, no, nope, you're good. And she's like, oh, I need to find a bed. Like, she's tired. She needs to sleep. And then she sees Mrs. Lou leaving. And, and is kind like, of looking over her shoulder at her like, oh, she's still here. Yeah. Yeah. And she's like, Mrs. Lou. And, like, she's kind of gesturing for her for Izzy to come outside. And it's raining. And. They go over to the dumpsters. Yeah. And, um, <laughs> and then there's another girl there who's severely injured on her head. Like, it's... Major laceration on her forehead. Like, mm-hmm. big. And um, they... I guess the machine broke at the factory. Because this, this woman can speak English. Yeah. She mm-hmm. has, like, some skill... Some broken English, but is, like, able to speak English. Yes. So... Yeah. She's able to converse. Which, I mean, Izzy can't speak any Chinese, so... <laughs> <laughs> so it's fine. Somebody has to say something, yeah. and Izzy um, kind of, they, you can tell, like, these women are in a difficult situation, and Izzy kind of looks at them and is like, it's okay, I'll help. And mm-hmm. um, because you can tell they're worried, like, someone, clearly that lady didn't want to go inside. And um, Yep, yeah. Izzy tries to get her to come in so she can get a better look and really take care of her, and she says no because she's illegal. Yeah, they start saying the word jail and, like, kind of panicking. And Izzy's yeah. like, you won't go to jail, I promise. And they're like, no, no, no. And they're, like, about to get up and leave. And Izzy's like, okay, okay, okay. Like, we'll fine. do it here. I, yeah. I will help you. Mm-hmm. And it's, yeah, so it, it's unclear if it's, like, a mother-daughter or something like that. But it is, yeah. like, an older and a younger woman. And the older woman has a green card. The younger woman does not, mm-hmm. which is why she couldn't go inside or felt like she couldn't. So, yeah. 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 Um, Izzy's like, stay here. I'll be back. Yep. And then we have Burke and Meredith again talking about the baby. They've run the tests. The baby does have a birth defect. It is. You want to hear it? Sure. Tetralogy of Fallot with pulmonary atresia. Oh. So, tetralogy 
of Fallot is a type of heart defect. And then the other piece, the pulmonary atresia, makes it more complicated. Ah. So there's no pulmonary valve at all to connect to the right ventricle to the lungs. Okay. So blood... sounds pretty bad. The blood has to get to the lungs through smaller capillaries. And apparently that's not ideal. No. Which is why the baby turned blue. Yes. So um, it is like a very serious heart defect. Yeah, yeah. Um, So Burke is like... You were right, but don't pull a stunt like that again. Yes. He says if she ever does it again, she'll be in big trouble. That he'll he'll make her her, resi- her, her residency at hell. Or, or her internship or living hell. Yeah. yeah, he, like, promises, which I'm like, dude, the promises. But then I'm like, but also. <laughs> I feel like he does that a lot, though. Like, he, he has his guy that he's going to torture, you know, like totally. George in the first episode. And it's kind of like he feels like he can do that. And yeah, he should do that. Apparently, right? Or like, I'm like, did somebody do that to you? You feel like you have to pay it forward. It is. It's like that seniors mm-hmm. like taunting the freshmen because they got taunted, sort of a thing. But, um, but she was right. <laughs> she was. Right. She was, and she's she's still happy she did it. You can see she smiles. Like yeah, like yeah. I probably won't do this sort of thing again, but mm-hmm. but I'm really happy that I did. Right. And then we get another montage. Yep. <laughs> Of sad George, on code, more people are dying. Yep, he loses more patience. Oh, he's so sad. Yang and Alex are getting hugs left and right, and they are not happy about it. Derek is still spending some time with Allison. Izzy steals some supplies. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, Derek's worried about Allison again, probably sighing some more. (laughs) Which is (laughs) nice, but it's just like, okay, we get it, he's sweet. Like, Like, yeah, it's it's his thing. Yeah. And so... um, this new Chinese lady who came in with Miss Lou um, will come back in five days, but she isn't supposed to tell, or Izzy will lose her job. But Izzy's not, I think she's not that concerned about it. Right. Yeah. So Izzy goes back out with her stolen supplies and stitches up this woman's forehead. And she's like, I could have done better if I had more light, but like this, you're going to be okay. Come back in five days. And she's trying to make it very clear because there is a language barrier. Like, you have to come back. Don't tell anybody. Here's my pager number. Like, she's trying to really set this woman up for success. But she's also at risk here of losing her job. Like, you can't be practicing medicine by a dumpster. Mm -hmm. Like, should something go wrong, the hospital's liable and, you know, all this stuff. And it's just, it's clear that Izzy cares more about the people than the rules. Which is... Sets up for future yeah, and future it's issues and future huge issues, and it's huge. not bad, but it's it's the ethics of it, the morality of it. It's tricky. Yeah, it's having that balance, and Izzy is going a different direction with it. Like yeah. I think Meredith kind of is doing the same sort of thing. Like yes. she's stepping outside the bounds, but she's still kind of keeping it within the realm of of the hospital ethics. Yeah, like the yeah. rules. And so Izzy is like cleaning up from the sutures and I was kind of waiting for like a boss to be there and be like what are you doing yeah. but instead so she turns around and Mrs. Lou comes back and is like and holding her hand yeah. and she's so happy saying something that we can't understand yeah and, and Izzy's like yeah. thank you you know you're welcome like oh, whatever she's so thankful yes. and um wait by gets it go starts playing yes which is on the our wait, soundtracks wait for the it's very sweet um and so Burke talks to Bailey. Yes. Burke is <laughs> Burke is discussing his issues with Bailey. Do you think I'm too confident? 
And Bailey kind of plays it down at first, like, oh, you're my boss. Can't really say. And She says no, and he's like, be honest, or, like, don't lie. Yeah. She's like, well, you're my boss. <laughs> and But he gives her permission, and yep. she takes that, oh. and she goes running. She says cocky, arrogant, bossy, pushy, you have a god complex. <laughs> <laughs> and she's still going, or she, she says, like, I still have another, what, 22 seconds yeah, or something. Yeah, it's super cute. He's like basically like, here's... A, f- a free 30 seconds to say whatever you want and she goes and he tries to say something and she's like ah I'm not done no which is just fun it's so Bailey and also like I think about gosh sometimes that'd be kind of nice to have like 30 seconds of freedom but also you have to pay for whatever you say yeah you know it's yeah. not ever it's not really, really yeah. free yeah totally <laughs> Um, now we're at the lockers. <laughs> so Yang. George is still sad, and then Yang finally tells him. Well, so she also, <laughs> right when they come in that scene, she goes, I need a drink, or a man, or a massage, or a drunken massage by a man. Like, it's just, <laughs> same. Yes. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, so George is sad, and then um, that it didn't go well today, and um, his code running He lost code. five people on yeah. code. And Christine's like, you know, 95% of code patients can't be revived. And some are seriously dead when you get there. And <laughs> where did George go to school that he didn't George know that? George did not know this. It seems like a sort of basic thing. You know, it seems like something that they would tell you. That you would know. And he's so mad. And he's like, oh, he's what? so like, mad. Why, why did you tell me? <laughs> and then we get that because you're George and I'm Christina line. And it's just so good. Like, yes. Yes, you are. Yes, you are. Even though we've only <laughs> known you for two episodes, it is so George and so Christina. Your characters are very established. Yep. Yes. Because I'm Christina and you're George. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's so good. And then we see Meredith. She's in the NICU room in a rocking chair um, looking over the baby who's gone through its surgery and the other intern is also there. Yep. Um, the peds intern, which I think it's interesting that she's the one sort of in there, like, on this case. Because the NICU's kind of separate from the general peds wing, usually. Yeah. I think they just needed to, like, tie up the end with that intern. Yeah, But I, yeah. I agree, it's unrealistic. Maybe and... she just wanted to check on the baby. I'm She's... not sure that's fine. Yeah, so this peds intern is like, I really did think I was right. And Meredith is like, I know you did. Like, like yeah, I get it. We all think yeah. we're right, but we're interns and it's scary and, like, I got you. And yeah, so she kind of, like, some common ground. Yeah, they kind of forgive each other for stepping over and, yeah, yeah it's yeah. nice. It's very nice. Um, and then um, De- Derek's checking in on Allison again. Yep, so Derek. Derek? Derek. That's their <laughs> ship name. Derek has a. <laughs> Derek says he has four sisters. Yes, we find out he has four sisters. We're learning lots of things about Derek in this episode. Yeah, and he's, he's been there all night. Is yeah. also what's inferred. Like he's just been sitting there sighing with worry. <laughs> over he's Elsa. like, can't believe this woman has no family. And Meredith is like, yeah, I get that. And he's like, what are you talking about? Your mom would be in here ordering people around. Blah blah blah. She'd fly in some cowboys from Prague. And it's like, oh. and then Meredith is like, oh, oh yep, I, yep, I forgot. I do with my mother. Yeah. Yep. And, and so she's like, clearly, oh. like, minimizing it, hiding it. But, yeah, that's that was really the real connection that she had with Allison. Like, beyond the shoes, the yep. shoes sort of represented this feeling of, I don't have anyone. Yeah. I don't have a person who would be here. 
Whereas Derek would have his poor sister. <laughs> yeah. And so they kind of step outside Allison's room and... Um, then he talks to her about kissing. They talk about kissing and he's like, so we're kissing, not dating. And mm-hmm. um, that's just sort of one of those, like, why are we talking about this right now? Like, he's being all, like, flirty and charming. But I think that's part of the Seattle Gray, the Seattle Gray sort of thing is, like, you got to yeah. tie in your, like, personal stuff with your work stuff because there's no yep. time. <laughs> there's no other time. But yeah. now. And then she talks about the Peds baby with him and it's like no one has neglected or damaged this baby mm-hmm. yet. And I you know, it's true, but it's also like, Oh, that's so sad that you're thinking about that in terms of a baby. Like yeah. and so what has happened to you, Meredith? Yeah, that points towards her neglected and damaged childhood. Yeah. You know, she's it's sad. She's got some issues. Issues. So they're about to have a moment and then Allison starts coding. Yeah. Um, or crashing or something. Yeah, all the alarms go off. Yes. And she needs a craniotomy. Yes. yes. Um, and Derek and Mare, they have rushed her. She, Meredith, like, hits the big red button on the wall. Like, everybody rush in here kind yeah. of a thing. And then they're sort of talking, and Derek says, Allison will be fine. And Meredith, like, if she ever wakes up. And then he's like, yeah, so there's kind of a moment here where he's being optimistic Mm-hmm. And he's like, I had to leave the skull flap off till her pressure goes down in her brain. And then Meredith says, she's not going to make it, is she? And Derek's like, she will. Mm-hmm. Um, well, and, like, he's the surgeon, so, like, he would know. But also, he's Derek. And so yeah. he's more optimistic. And, and then, and then yeah, she's like, if she ever wakes up. And then he kind of contests and is like, if she ever wakes up. Like, yes. That's yeah. a very real possibility here is that this girl won't wake up. Yeah, that's what we're waiting for. Yeah. Um, and then Burke and Derek, Burke sort of confronts Derek, like, oh, we were both promised chief from Richard, but, yep. and then he finds out from Derek's uh, response face <laughs> that Derek knew this. Oops, like, Derek already knew. Oh, he already knew. Like, and he says, you gotta keep your enemies close. Yeah. And Burke gives one of his sort of puffy lines. <laughs> You're not the enemy, just the competition. Um, yeah, I have a hard time with that. I'm like, a pretty competitive person. Yes, you are. But I'm also pretty empathetic. <laughs> yeah. And so I do, like, there have definitely been times in my life where I've had a hard time separating, like, the person I'm competing against is not bad. They're just the person I'm competing yeah, against. But yeah. sometimes I'm like, they're the bad guy. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know. It is, and it's just like, why can't they just be colleagues who work together? But I think there is something about being in surgery that it's like, you have to not think so empathetically in order to be able to do this job. Like, there's a piece of it that has to be very methodical. Um, yeah. But yeah, Derek, like, he's like, hey, want to get a drink? And Burke blows him off because mm-hmm. he finds out. And yeah, it's like, oh, you think Derek is all above board, but he actually knew that they were in competition. Yeah. And, yeah, I don't know. He had an idea of what was going on when he signed on to move here. Yeah. And it's not like sneaky, it's just a strategy no. to get chief. Like, yep. yeah. Yeah. And what's interesting is there is an episode. A very dramatic episode that I've already watched forward to <laughs> um, in season two. And it's very pointed that up until that point, so pretty far into season two, they are very, um, they don't call each other by their first names. And it's made a point in that episode that Derek's like, why can't we call each other by our first names? Oh. Why can't I call you Preston and you call me Derek? And... Um, 
and Burke's just not having it. Yeah. In that episode. So it takes quite a while. And finally, at the end of that, after a big, huge ordeal. Sure. Which I could spoil, but I'm not going to. No, we'll get no, there. No, we'll get there. Um, After a big emotional ordeal, they finally call each other by their first names. It's nice. Like, oh, they went through this together. But also, it took them that long. Like, it took a long time for them to kind of get over this issue. Yeah. Yeah. Of the competition for mm-hmm. Chief. Um, so Meredith is signing out the penis. Yes. Back in Richard's office. And Richard, Richard can't say penis. Richard can't say penis. Like, yeah. and he's like, oh, I just, I used to change her diapers. And so it's like, whoa, you've known Meredith a long time. Yeah, you were close enough to change her diapers. Right. Like, like that's, yeah. Not a thing that everybody's family friends do, but yeah. No, that's, that would be kind of uncomfortable, I feel like. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but come on, you're a doctor. Like, you can say penis. Right. Um, Especially in front of another doctor. Right? About an actual penis. Like, yeah. a medical thing. Um, so this is where uh, Meredith gets to scrub in on the penis yes, surgery. with the baby. And Burke lets Meredith hold a clamp. Um, during the surgery. That's kind of the only note I really had from the surgery. Yeah, so it, it's interesting. She's kind of observing in the room with everybody else. And... Mm-hmm. Uh, as the surgery starts, he goes, great, and she kind of, like, startles her, and then he's like, scrub in, you'll get to hold, you know, a clamp. I'll let you hold a clamp, which I think is another moment where he's trying to sort of do the extra step. Like, this is a teaching hospital, I need to yep. put myself out there more yep. to be able to get chief. Right, and so I said, like, did he just decide that? Did he want to make a show of it to everybody? Um, yes. Because he wants to... <laughs> to um, not be so selfish. You know, there's, like, plenty of reasons, but the point is that he shared it, and she goes, seriously? And he goes, don't make me change my <gasps> it's mind. It's the first seriously! Yeah. They come, that line comes around a lot. Also, Bokey is yes. in that surgery, FYI. Yes, she is. I did notice that. But I, I just I liked that Meredith that. went, seriously? Because that comes in a lot. <laughs> yeah. I was thinking the first seriously was at a later episode, but... I was wrong. It is that was one. it. Yes. And then we get Keen starts playing Somewhere Only We Know, which yeah. oh, is probably one of my favorite songs at yeah. that period in time. It's key, key, it's K-E-A-N-E, right? Um. Yes. Yeah. I think so. Uh, which makes me think of Keanu, but it's not. It's, it's Keen. not. It's Keen. <laughs> um, Somewhere Only We Know. So that kind of plays us out. Um. And you sort of get the juxtaposition. Derek talks to the rapist like, and run like he hits his bed. Really yeah, he like comes smashes. in the room and flips on the light and smashes yes. his bed. And um, it's just like there's sort of the poetic justice in it. The dude is handcuffed to the bed, and Derek is like, "You're alive, but you're going to jail forever." We're giving your nice penis life. to the cops. Yeah, yeah. And so you get that like, screw you, like really nice like. Yes, yes, stick it to this terrible person, and then yeah. it's it it's a good contrast when he comes into Allison's room. He mm-hmm. like he watches her from across the hall, and she wakes up, and he like gently walks into the room and smiles at her and says, "Welcome back," yeah. and it's just so sweet. And it's like that is the kindness she deserves, and that is the justice he deserves. I also love that we never find out his name either. Yeah, because he's not important. He's not a person. He's the rapist. Yeah. Like, he's a- who doesn't or have one. not one yes <laughs> uh, uh, and yeah. then there's more hugging for christina and alex and christina pushes alex in front of her 
Yes. Which is also a really great, like, yes moment. <laughs> nice justice that finally Alex gets yeah. hugged. Yeah, totally. Um, and then we are looking at the babies again. Yep. All of our favorite interns are looking at the babies. Um, and Meredith tells George and Izzy that, okay, you can move in. Yep. And she's kind of like, oh, I don't know why I did that. And <laughs> Christina says, I blame it on the babies. Yep. Um, <laughs> Which tells us how Christina feels about babies. That babies make you weak. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it's the Allison wakes up scene shortly after that. So there's kind of like a montage in between. But... Yeah. I just liked them next to each other. Yeah. Of like, like, this is how he treated the rapist. This is how he treated he's Allison. so happy after yeah. worrying all night. And um, so Meredith's kind of like end monologue she well, says, she's waiting by the elevators. Oh, I'm talking about her, like, lines throughout. Okay. Um, yeah. So she says, boundaries don't keep other people out. They fence you in. Mm-hmm. Which, I think they do both. Yes. They keep other people out, and they fence you in. And then she says, you can waste your life drawing lines, or you can live your life crossing them. And I would say there's something very healthy about drawing lines occasionally. Being like, yes. actually, there are healthy lines. There are pieces of my life that certain people are not allowed in. Like, yep, that is perfectly healthy. And then she says, but there are some lines that are way too dangerous to cross. Mm. And that's her and Derek are standing waiting for the elevator. And he's got like a T-Mobile sidekick, <laughs> which is like really good. Oh, I love how, how he's just like, it's really intense. Ooh. This thing I have for dot, dot, dot. Fairy boats. Oh! <laughs> it's like, ew. It is a little yuck, yeah, I gotta say. No, you mean, I mean, you mean Meredith. Well, we know. Yeah. She knows. Everybody knows. Everyone who's overhearing this conversation in the hospital knows. Yeah. And Meredith takes the stairs. Yeah. So that is kind of the line that's too dangerous to yeah. cross. It's like, no, I'm not doing this. I'm taking the stairs. Because they had such an intimate moment in the elevator before. It's like... No, nah, I'm taking the stairs. Nope, it's still inappropriate. You're still my boss. We're still keeping this line here, even though we do flirty stuff. Yeah. And at least chat about our lives to each other. For now, we're keeping the line here. Um, <laughs> trying to. Yeah. And that. Yeah. That's, that's episode two. You got anything else? Um, I just made some brief uh, fashion notes. Yes. Like, at the end, we've got Christina walking out. Now she's... Like, at the beginning, she was wearing the same thing she was wearing at the end of the first episode, which okay. was, like, the short green jacket. Yeah. Um, at the end of this episode, she's wearing this long leather jacket. Ooh. Which is, I mean, it's very, like, Buffy the Vampire. Totally. Sweater. Like, they they all pass around their long black leather jackets. And <laughs> so it's like that. And then Izzy is wearing this green velvet, like, blazer. Nice. Or, like, velour or something. Yeah. And bootleg jeans. I mean, everyone's wearing bootleg jeans in yeah. this show. Yeah. And, yeah, just, like, the lip gloss. Everybody wears lip gloss. Yeah, and George has, like, a yellow, like, printed t-shirt on underneath his jacket. Yeah. And um, it's, like, one of those, it's, like, brown with, like, the fake fleece lining. Yes. Kind of, the like, fl- yeah, the, yeah, the fleece. Like, lamby looking. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. The oh. lamb's wool. Collar yeah. And the brown corduroy jacket. I yes. So many. That was, like, the thing for the preppy boys to yeah. wear in my high school. It was, it's and very so much stylish. a thing. Yeah. Totally. Like, with their Hollister jeans and <laughs> American Eagle, Eagle polo, polo shirts. Oh, and, so good. And then that jacket. 
Yeah, totally. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's that's episode two. That is episode two. The first cut is the deepest. Baby, I know. We know. We know that uh, that first cut is the deepest. Also, surgery, first cut is the deepest. It's yeah. Little, yeah. It's, it's a little ham-fisted, that one. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's on the nose. Yeah, for sure. Uh, <laughs> um, you want to give them our email? Our email, if you wanted to shoot us an email, is shades of grays pod. Yep. At gmail. Yep. Dot com, and our Instagram, which I have posted a few things, and yes. by this time that we release this, probably more things. Probably some more. Yeah. Um, is Shades of Grey's Pod. So at Shades of Grey's Pod. Yeah. On Instagram. Yep. Um, I did post the picture that I took of the toilet brush <laughs> on From the last, mantle. Last episode. Which is still my favorite thing. It's yeah. just so funny. What a weird thing. Um, <laughs> yeah, so you're welcome to join us there on Instagram and send us an email and um, let us know how much you love Grey's and whatever else. So And how good we're doing, not how bad. Ah, uh, yeah, please. Yeah. <laughs> Only encouragement. Um, hopefully, Jada's, Jada didn't get you too much this episode. We tried to help her be quiet by yes. taking off the jingly collar. Sorry if that got you last time. Yep. Um, and pausing. <laughs> yeah. But that's it for us. So thanks for joining us on Shades of Grey's A Dark and Twisty Podcast. Join us next week. See you then. Bye. 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 <laughs>